Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL show. I am your host, Lainey. We share with you our tips and previews for round 21 of the NRL. Can you believe it's already that time of the competition? And we also look back at some of the best and underwhelming performances of round 20. So only one team has the bye um, as we are back to normal scheduling, and that is the Dolphins. So enjoy your rest, Dolphins. That means we have eight matches ahead, which we will cover in our preview. Also, the NRLW season kicks off this weekend, and with 10 teams in the competition with nine rounds, this means we will have so much football to watch this weekend and in the lead-up to the grand final. Emma and I will provide a quick round of our tips for the NRLW matches this week towards the end of the episode. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. On the panel, we have Emma, and fresh from his European trip, we welcome back Lachlan. But we are without Gabby today. You're looking relaxed and well-traveled. How are you, Lachlan, and did you miss us? Uh, Yes, of course I missed you guys. Um, But, yeah, really glad to be back on the show. And, yeah, feeling good. Bit jet-lagged, but, yeah, ready to go. And how are you, Emma? Is all well in your house with the Cowboys win on the weekend? Yeah, everything is well. I didn't have to sleep outside, luckily. But um, yeah, not as not as fun weekend as um, I'm sure Lachlan's been having, but it's pretty good. <laughs> nice. Okay, so uh, round 20 um, of the NRL football season is over. So we are seven rounds out from the start of finals. Um, I actually can't believe how quickly this is going. Lachlan, now you're back at the bench. I have a feeling you'll bring some proper nouse to our tipping um, and an injection of reality because, you know, Emma and I love an upset and our hearts can come before our brains. So um, I'll just recap on our tipping. So with a perfect tipping round, getting seven out of seven, Gabby, who isn't even here to give her acceptance speech for her calls, is she's probably um, grinning as she listens to this right now. So Gabby tipping with her head and not her heart uh, for an upset like us. Well done. Um, Emma, you ended up getting five out of seven, as did I. I think you and I both, I think, thought that the Dolphins and the Titans are going to uh, do some, something to overcome their um, their their uh, opposition, but no such luck. Did you have any comments or thoughts about how you tipped? Uh, yeah, I think that's that was my fall down, as you said, just tipping with my heart. Um, thinking back on it and reading, listening, rereading, re-listening our podcast last week, it was pretty obvious, even from what I was saying, that I should have gone the other way with those tips. But ah, uh, well, got to go for the upset sometimes. Good choice. Well, you have to. It makes it more interesting. All right. Well, this is a natural segue into what we usually do. Let's do a, a quick review of round twenty. Team or player best performance. I'll start with you, Emma. Um, I am going to say Warriors for the best. I'm not going to pick a player. I'm just going to go the Warriors because good job. What about you, Lachlan? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Took the words right from my mouth. They just um look so confident, I guess, against the Sharks. I know the Sharks have their own issues against top eight teams, which people keep bringing up around now. But, uh, yeah, just... Never looked in doubt, and I think this is a team that you know could go deep into finals footy. Like genuinely, they they look very good. So yeah, what about you, Lane? Well, seeing as um, Emma and you have both gone for my beloved Warriors, um, I'm actually going to go for the Cowboys. Um, I thought they did really quite well in their win against Manly. 
Um, I think there was a, there, I mean, we were even talking on the show, we had some sort of apprehension about tipping them because they don't have a very good away record. But uh, I think they must have heard us because they came out and um, they won that game with them. I think there was a lot of grit. Um, it, it was a little bit scrappy at moments, but no, it was actually a really good outcome for them. I thought they were just sort of proving to everyone again that, um, yep, we're really serious um, about uh, improving our season and marching up this ladder to uh, make finals. All right, thank you both. So those were our best performances and standouts. So <laughs> I think I have a feeling I know which teams you might um, sort of point out that were, you know, under par or perhaps underwhelming in the last round. Yeah, I don't really want to pick a worse team because I feel like every week I'm just coming after the Bulldogs or the Tigers and um, it would probably have to be them again, so I don't really want to pick them out. But I guess I could probably say the Roosters. Um, a little bit expected again, but yeah, they didn't really do too much for me. What do you think, Lachlan? Yeah, I'm not really sure who to single out this week. Um, there are a few teams that I'm a bit disappointed with. I think the Sharks need to start performing against bigger teams. Like, um, yeah, they haven't got a good record at all. Um, and also Manly just... Um, after the way they started this season, they've really gone downhill pretty quickly. So that, it looks like they won't be making the eight now. So, uh, yeah, just a disappointing loss for them. But, yeah, what about you, Lainey? I had the same three. I had um, Sharks, Roosters, Bulldogs, you know, it was pretty much the same, the same, you know, underperforming uh, teams. I mean, like Dolphins, I thought, um, even though they lost um, in that past round, they did actually put up a a pretty good fight to really make um, Panthers work for those points and work for that win. Um, You know, sadly, they couldn't, you know, dispatch them as easily as perhaps I think Emma and I thought they would. Um, But uh, look, you know, at least they had a pretty good first season. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you both. Okay, so we're in round 21 now, so we are midway through July, and I now find myself planning my weekends much more around when all my favourite teams are playing. (laughs) My patient husband, no doubt, waiting for the grand final to come by so uh, we can make complete plans for the weekend or go away. Uh, I'm sure if it's the same in any of your households um, or for our listeners. So there's only one buy this week, and that's for the Dolphins, who might I add, you know, as I said before, They really made the Panthers work for that victory, but hopefully they'll take that time away to sort of recalibrate and try and understand where um, some of the areas are that need work. So it's a normal round of footy, so no more origin to shorten the rounds. Uh, We've spoken enough about origin, but how good was it to see some teams get up and capitalise on the missing players at origin duties and get a look at some of the up-and-coming players that have been waiting in the wings. All right, team. So let's get into the matches ahead because there's a lot to cover this week. So first match of the round is in Wollongong with the St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting the West Tigers for the Thursday evening match. So the Dragons are fresh off a bye after their big effort to try and beat the Canberra Raiders, but no dice in round 19. And Lachlan, your team, the Tigers, had Apikore Sale return in the last round from that jaw injury um, in their match against Newcastle Knights. But there was not enough in the Tigers' tank to defend against the seven tries the Knights put on them that match. Lachlan, 
This is a battle to stay off the bottom of the ladder with the Tigers hoping not to stay at number 17 and the Dragons at number 16. What can we expect for this particular match? Hopefully something a bit entertaining because on paper it doesn't look great at all. Opening opening the round, first game, down in Wollongong, as you said, um, I'll flag this issue a bit. I mean, it's probably not that important for NRL diehards, but there are worries about a bit of lack of viewership for this one just because... We have an Ashes test going on. We have, but more, more importantly, we have the FIFA Women's World Cup starting that night with 80,000 fans expected to be in Western Sydney and millions, potentially hundreds of millions of viewers worldwide watching that. So it will take a bit of the shine off of this game, especially with the teams you know, being at the bottom of the ladder and fighting for that spoon. So, yeah, hopefully still a decent crowd shows up down in Wollongong, but yeah, just maybe an issue that the NRL needs to consider over the next month or so as it fights with, you know, the biggest event that Australia has held since since the Olympics. Uh, back to the actual game, Dragons lost 36-26 to Canberra two weeks ago. High-scoring one, so yeah, defence is something that they need to be thinking about all season. They've, they've got three straight losses now. They're going to need to give it everything if they want to build a bit of a gap between them and the bottom of the ladder. In terms of team news, Ben Murdoch Masilla is out with Dan Russell starting in the second row in his place. Uh, Tyrrell Sloan and Jacob Little will line up after their own injury clouds, with Ben Hunt also returning from Origin. He missed out in the last game that they played because of that game three. Uh, meanwhile, over at the Tigers, they haven't won since round 12. That was against the Cowboys, that infamous game at Leichhardt Oval. Last week, they lost to Newcastle 34-18 to despite Appy Coruscant's inclusion. I've got a few little team changes again here. So Dane Laurie is back into the halves, partnering Brandon Wakeham with Will Smith dropping out. Um, and David Northluma returns from a shoulder injury back onto his wing. Um, Talon Silva, the rookie, he's going to hold his bench spot over Jake Simpkin, which is interesting. Simpkin obviously with a lot more experience behind him, but De Silva holding his own for now. I think this is a game that the Tigers will win, to be honest. I think if there's a game the Tigers are going to win, it'll be this one. It'll be the completely unimportant one between the two teams at the bottom. So I think the Tigers will get up in a close one and then proceed to not win another match for the rest of the year. Yeah, the battle for the wooden spoon. Um, I'm actually struggling with this one on who I want to pick. Um, I hope that the Tigers can get a win. But, yeah, neither of them have really been impressing me lately and it's really hard to want to pack either of them, honestly. But, look, I'll, I'll go Tigers for no real reason. But, yeah, just the hope that they get a, another win before, before the end of the season. And like you said, if they're going to win one, this is probably one. Probably the same thing for the Dragons, though. I think if they're going to win a match, it's probably this one. So it'll be an interesting one. But, yeah, what are you thinking, Lainey? Yeah, I'm... I'm a bit unsure about this one too. Uh, the Dragons have got a lot of players in this week. I guess it's just arguable whether they're all effective. But the last time I watched the Dragons play in round 19, they looked like they were starting to get some of their attacks sorted and they tightened their defence to come back from a halftime score in favour of the Raiders. That was like 26-4. So, I mean, they've obviously got some fire in the belly. Michaela Ravalawa, he had such a top game. Zach Lomax as well. Um the Dragons, they score more than half of their tries down their right side, and that's where the Tigers tend to leak a lot of their tries. So I'm a little comfortable 
with the dragons taking the win here <laughs> and maintaining the 16th spot in this match as they have um, in the season scored more tries than the Tigers. Um, but when I watched that Tigers match, um, their last Tigers match, um, I thought their defence and discipline was a bit weak. Uh, they weren't able to hold the ball. They were making a lot of silly errors. I actually sometimes wish um, Brandon Wakem could read the play a little bit better and not always go for a kick bomb, but maybe a grubber. I don't know. Um, I'd say I'm, I'm much more comfortable going for the Dragons uh, for this. I'm sorry, Lachlan. I usually would would go for the Tigers and... <laughs> But I don't. I don't feel like um, they're able to pull it together for this match. But you know, I, I do actually love the Tigers. So even if they come back and prove me wrong, I'm I'm still happy. <laughs> Thank you, Lachlan. I hope you didn't think we were too savage or unfair in our preview and coverage of your team in the weeks that you've been away. Absolutely not. Just um, they deserve everything they get. So um, on Friday at six o'clock in Auckland, the New Zealand Warriors are hosting the Canberra Raiders and what has been forecasted to be 20% chance of rain, but a pleasant 13 degrees. I always get a bit nervous if the weather is going to be wet, as I think fans would still have reservations of attending if the weather is anything like that Rabbitohs match a few weeks back. Um, this will be the second time that these clubs will meet up this season and their last meeting in Canberra when the Warriors managed to spoil the Raiders party uh, for Jared Croker. Uh, that was some time ago and I'm sure that would still be relatively fresh in the uh, Raiders' memory, although nothing's stopping the Raiders trying to do the same in front of an Auckland crowd. So the Warriors beat the Cronulla Sharks last round in Auckland with a score of 44-12, to 12, and the Raiders are actually coming off a bye, likely quite fresh, and in their last match against the Dragons, they were able to hold on to win in that game. But in some Warriors news, Sean Johnson, since our last show, has welcomed his second child, which means there's no issues about him playing. Um, and he, and it's also been confirmed that he's renewed for another year with the club. So there's lots of good news there at the Warriors. So to the teams for the Warriors, Marata Nyukura, he's back from his suspension. Bunty Afour returns to the squad, having missed round 20 due to concussion. And named in the reserves are Josh Curran and Bailey Surinan clearing the bench for Mitch Barnett and Tom Ale to make up the 17-man squad. At the Raiders, this will be the first time the Raiders have played a match in New Zealand since 2019. I'm not sure there'll be a lot of Raiders fans in Auckland to cheer them on, but there's always a drum at a Warriors match that someone can chant to. Um, some important additions to the Raiders side, though, which they'll be relying on for some ball carries in the middle and be in a position to challenge some of those really big Warrior forwards. So Josh Papali'i, he's back from that lingering hamstring injury. It seems Josh has actually had a few injuries um, with a calf and now a hamstring. Hopefully he's able to pa uh, play with his usual impact. Corey Hallsborough returns after playing Origin for Queensland, and he had a short but impactful debut for Queensland. Uh, for Sami Solo, he's been given the all-clear after his concussion, and so he's now named on the bench. And this actually means Ata Mariota returns to the bench after playing prop. And Matt Frawley becomes the 18th man with Trey Mooney in the reserves and Peter Holler dropping out of the side altogether. So the Raiders have won six consecutive away games and they do tend to play well away, a bit like the Warriors, it seems. Someone may say that these teams look fairly even side by side, although the Warriors have a better defensive record and the fact that they are the highest scoring team since round 14, scoring 210 points, they certainly have a strong attack. So the Warriors of a team have largely throughout the season been playing 
without the origin disruption and a side that has been playing together in more matches with some cohesiveness over others. I'd like to think that they are the better side. They're coming in as the favourite and with the Raiders fourth on the ladder and the Warriors fifth, this is a game that the Warriors and their faithful fans will be hoping um, will result in a win to move up the ladder and displace the Raiders. I'm always nervous about tipping the Warriors against a side that has been rather consistent all season and one that has played well whenever they are um, at away games. I'd say the Raiders will spend much of the game trying to shut down Dallin with Zelezniak um, with his attack up that right side, where nearly half of the Warriors' tries come from. I am a little worried about Tohu Harris. Um, he's a workhorse captain, but each week he turns up on the field. He's, like, strapped up more and more, and that knee is just looking a little bit more fragile each week. Um, but he's got Corey Hallsborough as his opposite, who is younger and has good knees. So um, this, that could be an interesting uh, matchup throughout the game. So I'm tipping the Warriors for this because on a look of team side by side and the Raiders nearly losing that Dragons match a few rounds ago, fading in the second half, the Warriors show no signs of dropping their energy levels in the second half. So that's why I'm going for the Warriors. Yeah, this is another tricky one. Um, but for no particular reason, I'm going the Warriors. Just I feel like they are really hungry to get into that top four. Um, they're looking pretty strong at the moment. And like you said, um, sometimes the Raiders tend to just drift off a little bit. But I wouldn't be surprised if either team wins for this one. But yeah, I'm going Warriors. What about you, Lachlan? Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Warriors. I think both of these teams have a genuine shot in this competition. I wouldn't be too surprised at all if one of them shows up in the grand final out of nowhere or definitely the prelims. I think this is going to be a really high-quality game. I think the Warriors will be able to edge them in the end, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Canberra gets it either. Thank you both. All right, so the prime time slot on Friday belongs to the South Sydney Rabbitohs who will be hosting the Brisbane Broncos at Sunshine Coast Stadium. I think the Bunnings will be enjoying the warmer temperature at the beautiful Sunshine Coast. Um, and I recall seeing a stat that the Bunnings have won 100% of uh, their matches at that venue. Emma, the Rabbitohs are number eight on the ladder and the Broncos are sitting at number two. This is Queensland territory. And wondering with that earlier stat, is the Queensland crowd enough to help the Broncos lift and get this win over a travelling Bunnies side and redeem themselves for their earlier loss this season to the Bunnies in round nine? Yeah, well, like you said, um, that home side advantage wasn't enough for them at the start of the year. And this is technically a Rabbitohs home gra- ground home game, even though it's up in Queensland, so it's a bit strange. But, yeah, like you said, Rabbitohs are 100% win from there, so who knows about this crowd. Yeah, Rabbitohs had the bye last week, and the week before that they were missing four of their key players on origin duty. So I think they'll be itching to get back out on the field and have a have a run with the full team um, and get some more points on the board. So I think they'll be coming out pretty hungry. Broncos are chasing the Panthers for that top on the, that spot on the top of the ladder. Um, they, their defense did lack a little bit last week against the Bulldogs, but they were still too good and came out on top with a 20-point margin. So they're looking really strong at the second, second spot on the ladder. As I said before, the last time these sides met, the Bunnies came out with a 32-6 to six win at Suncorp. So the Broncos will be trying to redeem themselves for that. For the Rabbitohs team, it's the moment everyone's been waiting for, what feels like forever. Latrell Mitchell is returning from his calf injury, so he will be playing at fullback. Campbell Graham is also back from his sternum injury, and Jai Arrow is back from his ankle injury. So 
yeah, big boosts there for the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker, Damian Cook, Keone Kolomotangi and Cameron Murray are all coming back from missing that round 19 while they're at Origin Camp. So, um, yeah, as I said, full full side. Blake Taff, Saliva, Havili and Thomas Burgess are all moving to the bench alongside Jacob Host, who returns from suspension. For the Broncos, um, they're also getting back their star fullback, Reese Walsh, as he has finished serving his suspension. This pushes Tristan Saylor back to the reserves. Payne Haas is back from his ankle injury, which means Corey Jensen will move to the bench. Paddy Carrigan played it safe last week and was rested after Origin and will be returning at lock on Friday night. There was news that Adam Reynolds had injured his wrist in that game, um, but he has been named to play so far, so I guess we'll just see what happens on the actual day. For me, my final tip is probably going to come down to whether or not he plays um, because I really want to go the Broncos, even though they're not the favourites. But if he's not in there um, yet, sort of changes things a lot for me. This game is pretty important for the Rabbitohs. They're fighting to stay inside the top eight. Currently sitting at eight, but with equal points to the Cowboys. Um, I'll definitely be hoping that the Broncos win. So it gives us a bit more chance of sneaking up in there. Um, in saying that, I feel like the Rabbitohs are going to come out with a lot of force and it could be a repeat of the thrashing they gave the Broncos at the start of the year. They have won four of their um, four games at Sunshine Coast Stadium. And the Broncos have been travelling well. They've won eight from nine away from home games this year. As I said, I don't know if you really count this as an away game, but either way, they're doing well. <laughs> the Broncos have scored 77 tries and the Rabbitohs 80 this year. So both two of the top try scoring teams for the year. And Alex Johnston only needs one more try to become outright third highest try scorer of, of all time. So I'm sure he will be trying to get a try on that game. As I said, I want to go the Broncos, but it's looking more and more like Rabbitohs. And if Adam Reynolds doesn't play, then I'll probably switch to the Rabbitohs. But for now, Broncos for me. I'm hearing you list off all the inclusions for the Rabbitohs and it just, it sounds very good for them. That being said, I was very sold on the Broncos um, a few weeks ago. I think I still am, to be honest. I think they're, they're a very good team. But yeah, I think the Rabbitohs will just have a point to prove and I think they might just be a little bit hungrier. This is another example of some of the oddities we're going to get over the, well, already have over the past month and the next month with the World Cup. Uh, we've already had the Gabba thrown in there for some Brisbane games and there's going to be some teams displaced and playing all over the place, which will be um, confusing to look back on in a, you know a few decades or so, trying to work out why that was. But I think it just adds to the interest using the different grounds. Hopefully that I'm not sure how much that will change for South Sydney in terms of their like um, home game rituals, but I think the Bunnies will get it done, even in Queensland Territory. What about you, Lainey? I'm not sure because like when I have a look at, the recent teams that Stouts have lost to, like they lost to Bulldogs last round and then like a few weeks before that, Cowboys, a week before that, Dragons. It's like they're losing to some really bottom teams. I I know that perhaps sounds (laughs) a little bit weird, but the Broncos are just kind of dominating. I mean, like the only surprising loss that they've had in their um, recent, um, you know, matches was that loss to the Titans. I think I'm going to go with the Broncos for this. Uh, I'm a little bit more confident in their ability to, uh, to pull things together to get a win. 
Um, I think, you know, kind of like what you said, Emma, about the return serve <laughs> that uh, the Cowboys had to the Tigers, I think this is the opportunity for the Broncos to do that. And I have a feeling that with Reese back in the side, um, Patty and a bunch of others also returning, they'll be like gung-ho hungry to come out and um, I think just to smother the bunnies for this match. Yeah, that's a good point um, about them losing to those other teams. Um, I wonder, though, if it was just because they weren't, um, like they were missing a few of their star players, like Latrell, one of the main ones. But, yeah, now with their full-strength side, it's really it's it's really a different team. But who knows, being their first game out, they might be a little bit rusty as well. It's been, well, it's been they've had a week off. Um, and then the week before that, a bunch of their players met out with Origin. And before that, a few players out with injuries. So it's, they could be a bit rusty. Even, even having those star players might not be ready to all play together. So who knows? Yeah, it should be a good game though. Uh, I'm definitely going to tune into this one. Yeah, Thank you, sure. Emma. So the first of the three matches for Saturday is out at the Gold Coast with the Gold Coast Titans hosting the Sydney Roosters for an early afternoon match. The Titans had a heartbreaking loss to the Parramatta Eels for their uh, for the last match of round 20. Gosh, I was hoping my upset uh, would come off as I tipped, uh, but too bad for me. The Roosters were easily dispatched by the Melbourne Storm at the SCG. Seems the change of venue did nothing to improve their ability to win. So both the Titans and the Roosters are coming off three straight losses. And with the Titans sitting on 12th place on the ladder and the Roosters at number 14, this might actually be an interesting match ahead. So to the teams for the Titans, uh, Tino Fatsuomayawi will miss the next three games after taking an early guilty plea to a shoulder charge on Regan Campbell-Gillard in that past Eels match. Isaac Liu will play prop for the Titans. Aaron Clark will start at lock. AJ Brimson, he actually returns at fullback after being rested, which means Jaden Campbell will actually move to the bench. Actually, Jaden Campbell had been playing so, so well the last uh, couple of weeks when um, he was on the side. <clears throat> so forward Joe Stim- Stimson is also back on the side. So he's been cleared after missing a round due to concussion. At the Roosters, James Tedesco returns at fullback after being rested in the last round. Apparently, he uh, took a little trip down to Byron Bay to uh, clear his head. And you know what? After some of the things I've been saying, he probably deserved the time off, especially after Origin as well. Therefore, Joseph Munnell moves into the centres. Junior Bonga moves out so that um, Joseph Swali shifts to the wing. Jake Turpin, he will remain as the starting hooker for the side. Brandon the Cheese Smith made a return last week against his old side, but um, he'll be starting on the bench again this week. And Terrell May, he's a new inclusion on the bench because Nofahu White is out with a knee injury uh, following their loss to the Storm. So for these teams, Roosters coach Trent Robinson, I think he's actually feeling the heat um, and has been all week with uh, pressure about the team performance. He looked actually quite red-faced in the locker room post-match and at the press conference as talks continued about the Roosters' top eight chances fairly much gone. Um, I think we were perhaps a little bit harsh last week when we spoke about the Roosters, even though the Roosters have beaten the Titans in their nine past meetings and the Titans have not beaten the Roosters at this venue <laughs> since 2016. For some reason, I have a feeling that the Titans will have a little more fire in the belly to get a win. And likely Tanner Boyd of <laughs> has been spending all week working on his field goals because Luke Carey of, of the Roosters, he's known for pulling out some pretty accurate field goals in the dying minutes to clinch a golden point win. Um, and, I, and I kind of felt that Tanner really let the side down last week with um, 
I don't know, just not lining up and not having enough time to do that uh, to uh, get the kick. I highly doubt that the Titans will want to have a tight and close match as they did the last round. And um, they would be coming out firing pretty early and strong to really get a large lead. So they continue to be the second half losers. And without Tina, I I had some doubts um, about the rallying of the team to lift and get a win. But Karen Foran has really shown he's a great game manager um, and he's got, got some great leadership on the field and he's been playing some great football. But like I said last week, Alofiana Khan Pereira, he's just been a reliable point scorer for the side. And I think he'll be um, trying to you know earn more points for uh, the side this week. I think this is going to be close. Um, and tight because both teams have a lot to prove and reputations to save. I'm inclined to tip Titans because the Roosters have actually been ordinary all season, but without too much confidence. Uh, Roosters, I feel, are kind of stuck in their heads and may come into this match a little bit unfocused with all the media attention that they've received. Yeah, um, unlike you, Lainey, I'm I'm really confident with my tip. I think the Titans are going to blow them off the park. I think something is going terribly wrong at the Roosters and yeah, just it's not working for them this season. I think they, well, basically it's already written off 2023. Um, they've got to come back next year and hopefully put up a better showing. But yeah, I, I think the Titans showed a lot of courage last week. And uh, even though they, they did let it slip in those dying minutes, I think um, I think they'll win. I'm pretty much the same as you guys, even though the Roosters are the favourites for this one, the Titans, Titans all the way for me. I- they were pretty unlucky last week, but um, yeah, I'm sticking with the Titans. I don't know about the Roosters, what's going on there, but yeah, I don't like it. I'm going Titans. Thank you both. All right, so the second match for Saturday is out in Newcastle, and it has the Newcastle Knights hosting the Melbourne Storm. Now, I really hope I can do justice to this preview, as Gabby always is quite thorough in her analysis of her side. So the Knights are 10th on the ladder, and the Storm are in third place. Both teams are coming off a win, with the Knights showing up against the Tigers last round, and the Storm have had a string of wins, um, only being uh, basically put away by the Panthers um, a couple of rounds ago. But otherwise, they are looking pretty strong and hoping to stay fairly high up in the ladder um, and stay in that top four. So to the teams uh, for the night, so Dane Dane Gagai, who I thought was back last round, uh, seems to have now completely recovered from that foot injury. So he replaces Inari Tuala, and that's the only change uh, to the team um, following, uh, like with that team that had uh, defeated the Tigers last round. For the Storm, Santa Marion Sever, he's back from a jaw injury and he's listed among the reserves for the Storm. Although Craig Bellamy, look, he's sticking with the same 17-man squad that um, defeated the Roosters. Alec McDonald, he will retain his spot on the bench and Bronson Garlic has been named as the 18th man. Between these two teams, this feels very easy to me to say that it's going to be a Storm win. Uh, when I think about what the performance has been like between both sides, you know, each time they've met up, as well as their uh, performance over the past five weeks, Storm have actually been much more con- uh, consistent than the Knights. Um, another thing that stuck out to me too was the last time that the Storm had met the Knights, the Storm had won 50 to 2. So the Storm pretty much know how to uh, put the Knights away pretty easily, and I expect that this is going to be the same as well. You know, when you look at their tackle efficiency and some of their stats, it can look um, rather similar. And, and fairly even. These two have, I think I think it's only the Knights that have won maybe a few more games than the Storm at this particular venue. 
But overall, when I think about like the performance of the Storm and their pass round, I, I can't actually see the Knights getting a win here, but I can see it being quite close because it's in front of a Newcastle crowd. They will be wanting to really stump up a great team and put on a great performance um, in front of that crowd. So I think it's probably going to be a margin of about eight to ten points. That could be a good margin. I think if the Knights win, Gabby will probably be flying back to the moon, so I might have to join her for that. <laughs> I don't see them getting the win, even though it is at a home crowd, but crazier things have happened. But, yeah, it's the Storm for me. Yeah, pretty similar. The Storm just keep on winning. Like, there's not too much to say. I don't know how they do it. They just always win. They're in third despite having so many issues this year. Congrats to Melbourne, I guess. I think they'll they'll get the win. I think it'll be interesting over the next three to four weeks to see whether they sort of hold on to that third spot because I know deep down I'm hoping the Warriors move up <laughs> into third place, that's for sure. So, yeah, anyway. But um, also just another fact, apparently the Storm have won their past 11 games against the Knights. They just obviously know how to beat them. All right, thank you both. <laughs> So this is going to be, I think, a match of the round, um, if I'm going to be honest here. So the final match for Saturday is between the North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Parramatta Eels, and this will be up in Townsville. Emma, we saw the Cowboys come away with a gutsy win over the Manly Sea Eagles in that past round. We also saw the Parramatta Eels oh, really hold on to clinch that win over the Titans. For this particular match, it is the prime time slot. What can we actually expect to see from these two sides for this match? Yeah, it feels a little bit like deja vu here for me. This match last year was played, well, it wasn't this match, I guess it was in finals, but um, the last time that the Cowboys played the Eels at home, yeah, we had that devastating loss that kicked us out of out of the finals. And then again, at the start of the year, we also lost to the Eels. So I think the Cowboys are going to be coming out to really prove something and hopefully that crowd at home can get them over the line. As you said, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting game um, no matter who you're going for. It's, again, fighting for that um, that eighth spot on the ladder as well. So the Eels are currently seventh, then there's the Rabbitohs, and then the Cowboys are in ninth. So pretty much whoever wins here could end up in the top eight, and depending on what happens in the Bunnies game as well, I guess. But it's looking like the winner for me could prob- probably be in the finals. A lot to play for. Saying that the Cowboys have named the same 17 plays and the only real change is Ruben Cotter will start and Jake Granville will play his 200th game from the bench. So exciting game for him. He is man of many talents for the Cowboys. He plays in a bunch of different positions and, yeah, he really thrives on the bench and, yeah, he will be playing his 200th game. That's the only thing for the Cowboys. They seem to have found a good sort of system and team there. So they're keeping that same 17. The Eels, Regan Campbell-Gillard has been given a four-game ban for dangerous contact. So Ofiki Ogden will start at prop for the fourth time this season. Uh, Micah Sivo has been named but is facing the judiciary as we speak. So he will be challenging um, the careless high tackle charge. So I guess we will find out tonight whether he is allowed to play. If he is unsuccessful and gets suspended, 
Wonga Blake and Hay- or Hayes Dunstar will come into the side. Uh, some interesting stats for this teams. The Eels are currently the best in the comp for post-contact metres, averaging 544 per game, whereas the Cowboys sit at 13th with 480 per game. The Eels also have the most offloads, sitting at 226. 41 of those were Jermaine Hopwood, who is leading the comp, the comp for um, as an individual. The Cowboys have only had 130 offloads so far. Cowboys have won their past five home games. However, it was at the stadium, as I said before, where the Eels defeated the Cowboys and knocked them out of the comp last year. The Eels have won four of their past five games against the Cowboys. But despite all those stats, obviously you guys know I will be going for the Cowboys. And to my excitement, they are actually the favourites. Not that that means anything, but I'm going to cling on to that hope. Um, as, yeah, a win for us is really important at the moment and I'm hoping that I can rub it in the faces of my friends that will go for the Eels. So, yeah, what about you, Lachlan? What are you thinking? Both of these teams have a heap to play for in the coming month or two and I think I can see both of these teams really coming out and uh, putting on a bit of an attacking show and blowing the other team off the park maybe a bit early. I think, yeah, whoever starts this game is going to go on to win it. So it starts it well, I think. Um, it's just about kind of stamping your dominance on it, I reckon. I think the Cowboys can do that. I think the Eels have been, or both teams have been pretty patchy this year. But, but um, yeah, I think the Cowboys have the edge looking at the two teams on paper. An important game in the context of the top eight, for sure. What do you think, Lainey? I think I'm going to go Cowboys because they've had five straight wins compared to the Eels. And um, also, Regal Campbell-Gellard's out for the Eels. He could be a bit of a force up there. Um, I'm kind of glad he's not playing because um, I think the Cowboys would do quite well if um, Regan's not on the field. But, yeah, I'm definitely going for the Cowboys for this. I really want to see them um, come back and make this season like just magic for them. I mean, the Eels have been pretty much showing us that they've obviously got some resilience. They've been able to, you know, silence a lot of doubters about the fact that they were, you know, grand finalists last year and they weren't looking like that coming into it. But look, I am quite biased here, but I'm really hoping that the Cowboys will be able to um, get the win here. And like both times, I think that, that these two teams met, the Eels have beaten them. And I feel like the Cowboys have got much more of a winning feeling and a winning formula going for them. Um, and momentum uh, to really uh, take this game. I sure hope so. <laughs> Over the, like, from all time as well, they've played 44 times. The Eels have won 22, Cowboys have won 21, and they've drawn one. So they're very close for an all-time record. Thank you, Emma. Penrith Panthers are on the top of the table and the Canterbury Bulldogs are 15th on the ladder. And the Bulldogs may have their tail between their legs after this match. It's out at Penrith for an early afternoon Sunday match with the Panthers coming off a win against the Dolphins in Redcliffe last round. And the Bulldogs in some dynamic moments um, at a packed out Balmore Park to farewell Josh Reynolds weren't able to put away the Broncos. Lachlan, will this be a walkover by the Panthers or will we see some of those moments from the Bulldogs and they'll be able to try and uh, get a win here. That's for the two teams to work out. Um, Yeah, this is another interesting one, I think. I think there's a lot more than there appears to be on the surface to kind of dive into here. The Bulldogs, 
I think it's fair to say that they're out of finals contention now. They're down in 15th. Um, hasn't been the season that a lot of fans hope for them, which is kind of what people have been saying for the past four years about the Bulldogs. But, yeah, they're just can't, not living up to the expectations preseason. The Panthers, the home team, they're going strong, bouncing back well from that surprise um, Cowboys loss a few weeks, months ago. They dealt with the Dolphins fairly comfortably, 24 to 14 last week. That was without a lot of their star players, it should be noted as well. So it's good to see their depth really shining through. I think, yeah, credit to Ivan Cleary and all that pathway staff as well. Um, over the past few years, they're just a very, very good team. I think we've established that now, Penrith. The big news for them this week is Nathan Cleary is back, their star halfback, after going down injured um, a few months ago. And all their other Origin players are also back after being rested for that game against the Dolphins. Uh, Hosking will go to the bench with uh, Koga and Jamin Salmon uh, leaving the 17. So a few little minor changes to make way for those players coming back in, but not too much really in the scheme of things. Bulldogs, they'll travel out west for this game. They couldn't really build on that Bunnies victory, going down by 20 points to a fairly strong and consistent Broncos side last week. Their big change is also in the halfback row with Toby Sexton out and Kyle Flanagan back into the team. Um, Harrison Edwards will join the bench and they are still missing their star players, Viliami Kikau and Josh Adokar. I think Panthers, I think that's um, safe, safe, the safe tip. But both of these teams, well, Penrith have shown that they are um, vulnerable to upsets at times and the Bulldogs have shown that they can pull off upsets at times. So I'll say Penrith by 14. If the Bulldogs can really maybe scare them a bit early on and be able to hang around after in that little like 10 minute period after half time, maybe just maybe they could um, pull something off. I think you've pretty much covered it all. I am going Panthers and I really don't see it going any other way, but could be wrong. I'm going the upset. <laughs> it's cool, like, cool. it's honestly like, like such a far, you know, in the outfield type of um, call. The weather forecast I've checked, it shows rain for Sunday at this time. And we really? all know, yes, and we all know the Panthers are quite <laughs> vulnerable in the wet weather. <laughs> so this could be a tighter game than we think. And we know how scrappy the Bulldogs can be. And, you know, there have been some moments over the past few weeks where, you know, I've seen them come out and make something work. And I think to myself, where have you been all season in <laughs> Bulldogs? You're waiting until like, you know, round 18 onwards to start showing us um, all this fight. I also have a feeling that with Cameron Serrato being an apprentice of um, Ivan Cleary, you know, up against um, the Panthers, he'll be wanting to sort of prove something too. And I'm sure he's got all of the cheat sheet and the cheat codes as to how the Bulldogs can beat the Panthers. So I, I am going for Bulldogs for this. Call me crazy, but maybe. Lainey, if you think that, I know you're not a betting person, but the Bulldogs are paying $15. So... Oh, me, really? <laughs> oh. paying $1.01. <laughs> oh, my. That's a very good point. I hadn't even considered that. Like you said, they could get the win, so easy money. <laughs> Thank you, Lachlan. Oh, gosh, now I'm, now I'm really going to tuck into that Sunday game. I wasn't going to before because I thought, oh, yeah, Panthers will win easily. And I'm sure if Gabby was here, she'd say, Lenny, shut up. It's definitely a Panthers game. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Um, but yeah, I think it should be a great one to watch. Um, and we know how weird Sunday footy can be. All right. So the final match of the round, Emma. <clears throat> And that's out at Shark Park with the Cronulla Sharks hosting the Manly Sea Eagles. Now, Manly are not a top eight side at the moment. And the Sharks in the past week have been frequent in commentary about their inability to beat teams in the top eight. With that logic, does this look like an easy win for Sharks to collect their two points and stay in the eight? Yeah, quite possibly. Both teams are coming off losses last week and hoping to bounce back. Uh, But before that, the Sharks won three in a row, whereas Manly had only won their one and then the other two losses. Yeah, I think Sharks are probably looking a bit stronger, but they also just feel to me like a little bit scattered at some point. Like sometimes they seem strong and then other times they just come out and not so much. I don't know. And maybe that's just me. For the Sharks, uh, Teague Wilton is out with a knee injury. Uh, his place will be taken by Jesse Colohoon. And then skipper Dalfanukin is returning from suspension, which means Cameron McInnes is pu- pushed back to the bench. Connor Tracy is back in the centres. And Matt Moylan has actually been dropped. And Braden Trindle is the new 5-8. So, yeah, a little bit interesting there. Diosifar Talakai goes to the bench and Wade Graham is being rested. So, yeah, a bit going on for the Sharks. But for Manly, the former Rooster Matt Lodge has made the switch to Manly on a train and trial contract, which from my understanding is like a week-by-week sort of thing. Um, And he will play his first game from the bench. So, yeah, interesting, interesting contract there. But anyway, Sean Kepi also joins the bench. And tour for four, Sipley and Ethan Bullimore will move to reserves. Ben Vojevic and Carl Lutton are still a few rounds left before they will be ready to return from their injuries. For the Sharks, um, they have won four of their last five games against Manly. And Manly have lost five of the seven away games that they've had this year. So it's not really seeming stacked in Manly's favour. The Sharks have won nine from 10 games against teams that are currently sitting outside the top eight. And only six Sea Eagles players have achieved an NRL victory at this stadium. So I think everything's sort of pointing towards the Sharks for me, but I feel like doing something silly and going for the upset and I'm going to pick Manly. What are you thinking, Lachlan? Uh, I'm going to support the Sharks to bounce back, I think. Um, I'm not too happy with either of these teams, to be honest. I think they've got a heap more potential than uh, how they're playing. I think the Sharks should, and if they don't, then that's some really worrying signs. I think we can expect them to be exiting the first week of finals. Well, it's going to be raining this time as well. So, I don't know, the last time I saw the Sharks play in the rain, they didn't do too well. I have a feeling at Shark Park they'll they'll, they'll come up for this. Um, there's been just a lot of talk all this week about how they're kind of not the real deal. I I just kind of feel that, you know, if the Sharks are going to make, you know, make a comeback, this is probably the round for them to sort of turn their fortunes. And um, mainly I've got a few players that, you know, sometimes I think I just expect them to do better. Uh, But whenever I see them on the field, they're making a lot of really silly errors. I'll tip Sharks for this. I think it'll probably be four points. (laughs) <laughs> four points they've got Talakai starting on the bench he's usually pretty um, impactful for the Sharks when he starts um, but I don't know what's going on there that they've got him on the bench for a change but yeah um, I think it'll be a tight tight match 
Yeah, good call. So the NRLW season commences this weekend with five matches um, for 10 teams in the comp. Let's do a quick round of what our tips are for that competition. Saturday, Titans versus Cowboys. Who are you calling? Uh, Cowboys. All right, cool. I'm going to go Cowboys. Saturday, Knights versus Dragons. Who are you going for? Yeah, let's go Knights. Got to make up to there. Got to go. Yeah. To make is pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to go Knights as well. Saturday, Broncos versus Roosters. Who are you up against? Who are you hoping for? I want to go Broncos, but I like a lot of the Roosters girls. So maybe Roosters. I'm going to go Broncos. Um, Eels versus Tigers on Sunday. I think we're both going Eels. Yep. All right. And then the final match of the round is uh, Sharks versus Raiders. Who are we going for? Yeah, I'm going Sharks. These are both new teams, these two, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, they've got Tiana Benatani for the Sharks, and she's a bit of a gun. Um, yeah, and Emma Tonegato too. That's right. The Raiders, Zahara Tamara, she's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Zahara Tamara is pretty good. Queenslander. Yeah, I think that would actually be a close game. It's over at Shark Park. be a lot of uh, Sharks fans cheering for these ladies. And um, it'll be just before the Sharks match. So, yeah, that should be should be a cracker. I'm All excited. Right. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely going for Sharks with you uh, for that Sunday match. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you so much, Emma and Lachlan. We missed you this week, Gabby, and also congratulations on tipping a perfect round. To our listeners, we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries and no suspensions. And we hope you have the chance to head out to see live the matches taking place in the men and women's competition. We truly appreciate your support and for tuning in, and we hope you can tune in regularly. Please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. So until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. All right. Jeez, that's a lot of football for us to watch over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah.